Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Haley Neighbors. Hello. Jeff Anderson. Howdy. And our lore master, Andy Potter. Hello. Yes, so uh, as as uh, alluded to, we are getting into episodes three and four of Voltron Legendary Defender, Monsters and Mana and the Colony. Um, episodes three and four of season six, we are covering all of season six of Voltron here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com or search for Overly Animated uh, Voltron on iTunes and subscribe there on YouTube. Tonight is our future Voltron season six podcast. We are watching as we go, so we have not seen beyond episodes three and four yet, so no spoilers beyond episodes four. Uh, just spoilers for Monsters and Mana, The Colony, and all previous season six episodes. Um, to open the podcast, you heard I'm a Leg by The Shakeups, a power pop music collective whose new album Legendary Defenders is out now. Check out theshakeups.net uh, for more on them, and we'll hear more of that song at the end of the podcast. Uh, big fan of having uh, I'm a Leg song. That's very funny. And uh, yeah, we'll be getting into Monsters and Man and the Colony. A lot to talk about here. I have D&D experts on the case and uh, also an actual plot episode. So we'll, we'll see which one we start with. But uh, let's let's get into this. Uh, what are your initial takes on these two episodes, Haley? Um, I think they were actually really good. Like, I think the first one was a great example of a an episode that doesn't really have a whole lot of plot to it, but it's still actually really entertaining and doesn't just feel like like a basic filler episode that you like, you're going to skip when you rewatch it. Like it's kind of like a really fun episode that is um, interesting and probably good for like characterization, characterization and stuff like that. Um, I thought the whole premise about how they're basically in a D and D kind of Altan D and D game. It was great. And all of the characters were great. And the um, like the design of everyone's characters was really neat and probably took a lot of effort, but I think they did a really good job with it. Um, so that was very entertaining. Um, and then the colony was good as well. Um, I liked that we learned about the new Altan, um, that that wasn't just like shuttled off and we would have to wait till like the finale to see what was going on there. Um, I'm happy Keith is back, especially I love Keith's little crew. Um, they're so awesome. <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, yeah. And also please that Lotor is confirming my suspicions that he wasn't actually all good. Like there was something going on there and I'm happy uh, that I wasn't just like reading into something that wasn't there. Um, yeah. And that Allura didn't get swept under his spell and stood up for herself. So that was good as well. But yeah, no, I was really happy with both these episodes. They uh, made me very happy. Thumbs up. Uh, is, isn't all good is kind of an understatement. We'll be, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into no. that. No. But yeah. You guys were so, were so like, Lotor, he's, he's too good. He must be bad. Oh, well, he saw it coming. Okay. He's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what are your takes on these two episodes? Yes. Haley and I told you all. <laughs> we <Yeah>. knew. <laughs> you know. Um, I thought Monsters Man was pretty fun. Um, although, like, given everything else going on in, like the main story arc, I was like, mm, let's get back to it. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a bit of a, um, I, I feel like they were able to work a little bit of the Shiro overarching plot into a few of his interactions in the game, like how he has no imagination about, I just want to be a paladin. 
like that that really gels with everything else weird going on on with him lately um colony was amazing loved it uh just so much plot so although it, it was a little bit confusing i'm like what did they do in the quintessence field? They don't really explain it. They just, like, <laughs> it's pretty vague. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So, well, I, I think probably they just infused. I guess they finished infusing the ships with quintessence in order to go into the quintessence field. Yeah. Not clear what they did. Um, got readings on it. Uh, research. But I, I guess back we'll samples. Yeah. Numbers, samples. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever that means. Maybe we'll see. Um, Whatever and, anything means. Yeah. Andy, what did you think of these two episodes? Well, episode three was everything I could have asked for, Dylan. It was honestly perfect. It was it was incredible. If you hadn't wa- if you don't play D anD D, this episode was great. It really showed a lot of what was fun about playing D anD D. If you play D anD D, these episodes have so many little things going on because every one of the members of Voltron is like a different kind of player of D anD D. They're all great, and it really and they really emphasized that Koran was like a like a dungeon master, a game master, a war master, like they said in the show, like. He was really just, they showed that everyone was just, it, it takes effort from everybody to make a game go. And I just loved it so much. All the, uh, on top of that, the jokes were hilarious. Like, I think I was laughing at pretty much every scene in this episode. And, and like Jeff said, they brought in stuff from Shiro being like, he kept getting the same character because he's a, because he's unquote unquote a clone in the show. We'll see what he actually is, but I, I found that funny. Uh, but like, yeah, the episode was incredible. I loved three. Three was amazing and i guess there was a lot episode later it was okay <laughs> wow okay yeah that's uh we know we know what andrew will be uh chiming in on more here um i i, I like to be more clear I, four was fine i thought it was a little slow in the middle during the flashback but i liked some of the stuff at the end more yeah okay um yeah uh liked monsters and mana it was uh great to, this, this was like the best type of this episode that this show has done like a non uh narrative heavy episode they've i think probably struggled with um silly stuff in the past at least from my perspective and this uh landed very well i think it was very funny and uh, they really committed to the D slash jrpg uh theme of it and it, it worked especially fun for like people like us so i thought it was it was wonderful and uh the colony I really like the colony. I think it's like up there with episode two so far as the standout ones of the season so far. Um, I love the Lotor flashback stuff. I think that that was, um, I, I guess it comes across a little random, you know, like Lotor. Oh, he's bad. He was, he's, he's bad. He's good. Now he's bad. Like that's how, that's, that's what you want a twist to do. You want it to be surprising because you would have set him up as now we trust him in order to, um, reveal that he's, you know, a mass murderer. <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was a good, uh, it was a really good flashback sequence to to catch us up on what was happening. I thought it was very believable. Like it fit with the backstory, the gaps that we had in Lotor, the gaps that we had in in Altea blowing up. Like everything kind of made sense. Um, and then the end of the episode is is very quick, but it's just setting up for for uh, the next two episodes or whatever. I don't know. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's. It, it's like an exciting setup. Shiro finally is happening. Uh, still don't really know what's happening, but uh, <laughs> if he's a clone, if he's a sleeper cell, he, he was activated. So it, it's it's happening. And uh, yeah, the, the Lotor and Allura stuff came to a head too. So we resolved that pretty quickly. Interested to see if there is romantic fallout with any other characters in the last three episodes, whether it be Lance or Allura in with each other or with someone else, because uh, clearly we've sunk the Allura Lotor ship very quickly. <laughs> uh, but we got to there's they kissed. That was like 
the first time ever in Voltron Legendary Defender, something like that's happened. So, uh, I, I guess that ship won. Does that count as winning? <laughs> if, uh, yes. if they, if they, ki- if they kiss and then she takes him down immediately after. Dude, that takedown was brutal. He was bounced so off the floor like five feet into the air when he, when she slammed him. It was amazing. And yeah. he didn't get for the rest of the, sh- like, he's, he's out cold for the rest of the episode. Yeah. 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 Yep. Allura is stronger than I thought she was. Yeah, Allura, Allura knocked him out, but uh, Clone slash Super Soul Shiro knocked other people out, but they didn't stay out. So I guess Allura's stronger than Shiro, confirmed. Yeah. Um, yes, at least she had yes. more anger behind what I know she was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, the colonies is, is very good. And I'm excited to talk about a lot of this stuff, even if we don't have a lot of answers and we're going to have to get into them in, uh, in future, uh, episodes, the last three episodes of the season. So unfortunately, I think we are going to start with the colony here, <laughs> Andy. Uh, I think this is a more consequential episode. I get it. I get it. Do you? Eh, yeah. I, I don't mean, know if I do. I, I, I'll, I'll be waiting here. I'll be okay, here. Yeah. Put it on my thumbs. Okay. Um, so, uh, Shiro activated. Uh, is, is this, is, I don't, we don't, we don't have like grounds to, so we haven't seen the, the later episodes. We don't have grounds to say what was happening, but, um, was this what we expected, Jeff? Were you surprised what anything happened with Shiro here? Not really. I mean, w- given the flash forward and yeah. like, uh, Ra- Racer's Edge, I was like, okay, he's going to turn robot with purple eyes and there he goes. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward and fulfilling that, uh, that visions of the future that we got. So, uh, I, I guess it's, it's, I guess they did that because there's more to come. Like that, uh, you can just show the first part of what's happening with Shiro, but we still don't really know. Um, like presumably we will learn exactly what's happening. Like we saw, we saw Hagar watching, um, through him and then she was like, uh, do, do my bidding now. And, uh, he did. Does it, I was it, really annoyed that like in the past three episodes, ever since the very, Ever since episode one, when he kind of freaked out in the shield complex, there's been nothing that they're just like, okay, true, cool, you know, play D and D with us. We, we don't care. Like you're freaking out, but whatever. It's like put him in a medical bay, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he he had a sit down with uh with I forget who, and he was like, I don't remember anything that happened when we were in the uh, the Voltron place. Uh, so uh, it was Lance, I think Lance. Yeah. So yeah. are we not raising the alarm on that? Like. Nah. <laughs> It's Shiro. He's fine. He'll take yeah. care of himself. I mean, clearly they just trust Shiro, which I, I mean, it makes sense because he's like the leader and um, he's going to have the most built in trust among any of them. But yeah, I, I feel like we could have prevented this if if we were smarter. But I also think it makes sense that they're not smarter. Like, I buy that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I buy it. Well, I don't buy that Allura wouldn't do it. Allura, I feel like, is smarter than everyone else. Yeah, Allura. But she's uh, been with Lotor a bunch and doing quintessence yeah. stuff. So yeah, Allura is dis- distracted. Yeah. 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 She also wasn't there when uh, Shiro explained that he didn't hear anything because she was in the uh, weird white lion place. I forget mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lance should have should have debriefed everyone, but um, he's, he was distracted too with the romance drama. Wow, I think uh, the reason we didn't uh, the reason everyone's going to die is because of Lance's feelings. Great, <laughs> he deserves that. <laughs> what well, he's, he's come so far. Well, we'll see how far he's come here. If, yeah, uh, he really needs to not. Uh, to try to swoop, swoop in with Allura at that. That would be that would be old Lance, but I have confidence that new Lance will not do that. Do you though? Yes, I have. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Probably. I think that he's not gonna, and I don't think that the show is going to do that. Um, I, I'm worried that it will. It's, in the next three episodes, it can't do it this soon. Like that would be crazy well, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's bad. like crazy bad stuff 
really early on. They could do it again, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, uh, Haley, uh, reactions to Shiro? Um, I'm just happy it's actually happening now because I feel like we've had a lot of little bits of him like going in and out and like, oh, is it gonna, something's going to happen and then nothing happens. Um, so finally, like it's it's confirmed Shiro's not all right and something's up with him and Hagar. Um, I was also confused why she looked like Hagar and not like Anerva, yeah. but whatever i'm sure that'll uh explain itself later um but uh no i i liked it because it was also in a very like exciting climactic ending to this episode that was really um fast-paced and made it kind of um i don't know if they should have dragged it out this long but it made it feel kind of exciting and like a good like it, it's happening like here we go it's, all these things are happening um I still don't really understand what's going on. I It seems like she's controlling him somehow. I like the idea of the whole quintessence field playing a role in it and about how maybe like the real Shiro is in the quintessence field and Hagar's manipulating him through that, but we don't really know. Um, but, but I think it was good, and I think it was in a really good scene as well, which was nice. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. I'm, I think it's going to be a cool plot uh, driving element because it's not just them trying to fight someone who's evil that they don't like. Now they have to take care of uh, Shiro and what's up with him too. So yeah, we'll, we'll get good. the we'll get the classic. Uh, the heroes like don't want to hurt Shiro even yeah, though exactly against him. Yeah, that, that could be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they in terms of the quintessence field as a terminology update here that uh, Lance says that uh, the quintessence field turns Zarkon evil. So uh, this. I talked last podcast unsure of like if we have different types of fields going on here. I think that this episode implies that these are all the same place. The quintessence field is what Onerva was researching. It's where uh, they went. Uh, Allura and Lotor went this episode. Um, you know, it's it's like the thing in Aryan. It's probably where Shiro is. I think it's it's you know it's it's all the it's same the place force, here. Basically, I guess so. <laughs> kind of like the force. If, if the force <laughs> is a dimension. I don't know. If yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I think that's a lot easier to understand. Um, because this was very confusing. It's still confusing how quintessence works. Um, but, uh, like, at least there's just, there's a place. There's, like, alternate dimension. There's the upside down. Like, that's where, that's where yeah. everything's going on. I think that's all you're going to get, though, Dylan. We're not getting more than that. I don't think so, but it's, it's, I, it's, it's at least clearer to me that, uh, this is just, uh, Stranger Things now. Like, that's, that's, okay. uh, and that's, and that's where, um, you know, that's uh, level explanation we're going to get. That's where Shiro's trapped. Um, justice for Shiro. He's trapped in the upside down. So, um, I think we need to rescue him in the last two episodes. Um, who, but, who, uh, who, are, who are which of the paladins of the kids in the town then, Dylan? No, is there like okay. a, no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we have the token girl, uh, so that's it. Okay, no, I'm not making the comparisons. Okay, um, but yeah, I it's, almost got you. I, I was, I liked, I liked uh, that we spelled this out a little bit more. And Lance was also a voice for us in terms of clarifying things this episode. He also like said to, uh, he's he's watching Keith. He's like, he's bigger, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm so happy he noticed that. Like, that's so good. And no one yeah. else commented on it. Literally, no, no one else. He's yeah. like, guys, like he's two years older. Yeah, we were confused. No like, uh, did did Keith? age yes he's apparently bigger not that we notice height he he's more it, confident too which is great yeah 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 and i think it makes sense lance is the only one that notices keith changing because uh hashtag clans right so yep. you know. hashtag i do wish they would have redone his like design you know give him like some fish that or something just because like something. you can't just draw him bigger and 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's re- re- relative sizes are really hard to see in in these shows, and they uh, just hit the magnifying glass on his on his uh thing, and they just got a little bit bigger. I I still don't notice that he's bigger. Like even after that they is, pointed right? it out, like I can't tell if he's really bigger or if it was just something Lance saw. It's it's just really not obvious. Um, yeah, I think maybe we should have changed his design a little bit, but at least it's, we pointed it out. So like, yes, he's he's two years older than them. Mature Keith. Um, he's got his space wolf. Well, hashtag wolf watch is happening. Um, he was there. He didn't do anything though. They also and, liked the wolf. I think was it Lance that liked the wolf or Hunker? One of them. They commented on it. Yeah. Oh, you got to comment on the wolf. Have, um, that 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 flyer before Keith or Shiro got away. The wolf could have done it. Yeah, wolf teleports yeah. and take down. Yeah, <laughs> to teleport places. Uh, and uh, Crowley uh, was there, and they introduce um, her as his mom, and they're like, uh, "What's happening?" Yep. That uh, that that all happened at at uh, very quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, Andy, what was your what was your uh, Shiro reactions? I was not surprised at all. Not not in the sense that it wasn't good. In just that we've been predicting this for a long time that Shiro is not who he thinks he is. And um, I, I I thought it was good. I thought this was a good way to do it. It came at a pivotal moment in the plot that Hagar turned him, and it felt it felt correct. I'm glad that this came back and bit the paladins badly because it just felt like it should that they should be caught off guard by this if they were never going to notice and i really i just like this i like that he helped the bad guys win and we end this episode with like this awesome standoff i really liked it a lot yeah um and he so he seems to be fully uh hagar seems to be fully in control of him at the end yeah. do we do we think that there's going to be this moment where um it's uh Allura comes up and it's like shiro uh i'm your friends you can you can break out of this and uh and then he's like oh, what am i doing do we think that's gonna happen i think it depends on whether this is i i think we've are, are we all on the train of this is a clone now? Okay, like, well, let's let's quickly survey. Clone or sleeper cell? Um, in general, Andy, you, you say clone. I think it's clone, because I'm still convinced he died at the end of that other... Was that season two? Season two, yeah. Died? Season yeah, two. two. Uh, that he died then. Yeah. Jeff, clone or sleeper cell? Sleeper cell, because I don't, like... I don't know how... You, just from DNA, you can't reconstruct his personality and his memories, unless you apply some very liberal, like, magic... Space <laughs> magic, yeah. <laughs> That's it's true. It is it is Shiro. You know, this is it's very perfect uh, clone of him. Is it an alternate dimension Shiro? Yeah, right. We also Ooh. have alternate dimension. That's yeah, I think it's the same thing as clone, though. I, I put that in the same. Yeah, category. different different person or same person, basically. Yeah, different yeah. like body. Yeah, Haley, which one? Ah, uh, I don't know. I I feel like. I'm wondering if maybe I don't know if this counts as a clone or a sleeper cell, but like maybe he was reformed when he got obliterated at the end of that season. I don't know if that's a clone. I guess it's probably a clone. I, I feel like this, though, maybe I think a clone, because I don't think that this is Shiro entirely that we had before. Like, this, he's a little different. Something happened to him, and he's been brought back. So I guess that counts as a clone. I don't yep. really know what he is, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm very certain that uh, real Shiro is in the quintessence field. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, but maybe, like, mentally... Right, exactly. But, yeah. It might this might be his body and he's mentally separated, like his, mm-hmm. his soul or his consciousness are trapped in the quintessence yeah. field. Or it could be that uh this is a separate body, but Jeff brings up why that might be problematic. So I think probably yeah. it's it's gonna end up being his body and he's just dead and I'm gonna interested to see whether the show's the balls to keep him dead or mm-hmm. to if we're just gonna I like the other him. dimension thought though. That I, this could I, be like another dimension Shiro. So then it like like what is it then? 
Yeah. I, I like that. I brought that up, but I was just like throwing something out there, but I really like it too, Haley. I just, like it. Like, it's good. That's a good one. <laughs> jumped into my head that they could be doing that. They've been doing a lot of it lately, so it would make sense. Yeah. It's been established. And they brought back the quintessence field, and they mentioned alternate dimensions this mm-hmm. episode. So, mm-hmm. yeah. They could um, just be like, I, 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 audience. definitely we're getting into dimension things in the last three episodes, but uh, does it apply here? I don't know. Um, so, given what we think, like, yeah. uh, is, is will Shiro be able to break free? Um, I, if it's a clone, no. If it's a sleeper agent, yes. Okay, Jeff, since you think Sleeper Cell, do you think uh, we'll, we'll be able to get through to Shiro? Um, it's going to be some roundabout, like, oh, destroy the crystal that Anerva's using to control them. Okay, this. yeah. Could do that, too. That's another classic. Um, <laughs> Haley? Classic. Um, I, I'm i now going to go on the bandwagon that it's an alternate dimension Shiro. So I think in that case, he could break free. And keep his body and stuff. Okay. But, um, but maybe yeah. he remembers, like, his past before that happened or something. I don't know. But yeah. It's, I don't it's, think they're going to kill him outright, though. I think Shiro's going to be a character after this. Uh, yeah. I, so I, the way I think to keep Shiro in the show, even if you kill him, like, uh, clone body dead, Shiro still in the quintessence field, we can't bring him back, is you make him a Yoda in the next season. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like only only Keith can talk to him in the quintessence field when he accesses it. Like I think I think or, that's the way to go. Or he talks to him through like the black lion or something because yeah. Shiro did go to that black lion right. place in one of the seasons. Right. He's trapped. He's it, he was trapped in the black lion. That was our thought at the end of season two. Like that's probably yeah. the quintessence field. Yeah. I think that'd be the way to do it. I, I don't think Shiro will. Um, I don't think we'll be able to break in break free into Shiro because I think Shiro's mentally is is in the quintessence field. So I don't think that you can you can get to him by talking to yeah. him. Um, but I don't know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll break in, he'll break back in from, from where he is. I don't know. It's all guessing though. It's been very vague. Um, okay. Let's talk, let's talk Lotor because, uh, rip good Lotor. Um, (laughs) is he still your emperor, Dylan? Uh, I still side with Lotor. I, 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 (laughs) (laughs) you you don't care about a couple Altaids, Dylan, and he's still Lotor. Look, Lotor, look, Lotor says sacrificed a few, uh, to secure the future for millions and, uh, you know, classic ends justify the means argument. Uh, sure. I'm still, that's enough for me. I'm still, I do like it because he clearly doesn't think he did something wrong. Not just from like, I'm a bad guy stands for. He really thinks, I think he thinks he's doing the right thing. And I like that in a villain. Like, I like that. At the, at the very least, that's what he's presenting to the Paladins. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I actually believe him. I don't think he's actually straight up lied to anybody once. In I mean, show. he kind of lied to them about. Having uh, Altaians, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's... <laughs> Having Altaians trapped. But he yeah. can rationalize that saying like, yeah. oh, they, they, like, they do in their hearts want to help this cause. But if I told them the truth, they wouldn't want to go or something. He could rationalize that. Look, Lotor's this this what he says does fit in with the motivations we've been presented for Lotor. He's just very obsessed with quintessence and special quintessence and accessing the quintessence field. So, um, like he'd do anything, and um, he thinks it's worth it because that's like the the goal in life is for him to do that. So, I, th- I think this this works with what he says. He also makes the argument that uh, he saved the Altaians that were off planet when Altea was destroyed. Which, by the way, um, I buy. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, all of them are going to sure. be there. Yeah. Uh, why didn't we think of this before? Like, why is And they can <laughs> shapeshift, clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dylan, yeah, they could shapeshift. Has that been relevant at all? No. It, it happened but... once. Season one. <laughs> one. That's it. No, this is not. When Allura got 
big. Yeah, it's yeah. nonsense. Um, I get. We, I we forgot could, that was a thing though. So when we saw them and they were green, I was like, "Oh, there's green Altaians." Cool. Oh, they do shapeshift. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. That's why they're. I didn't even yeah. make the connection. That's how they wow. That's how they were disguising themselves. Because I. That's so, why they shrunk down like two feet. When when uh when Hunk casts uh, or casts him big in on uh Pidge in the D and D episode <laughs> is is uh, Pidge shapeshifting like like uh, Alara was. Yeah. Yes. Well, so okay. Here's the problem. They still have those like weird things under their eyes that are like, how does no one else see that? Those are like yeah. the Altean things under their eyes, even when they shapeshift. Pretty obvious. It's just like non Alteans culturally appropriating Alteans yeah. and like that's yeah, 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 the hippie exactly. trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like, I don't know why Alert didn't think that there were Alteans off planet when it was destroyed. I guess she's been gone for a while. But um, Lotor makes the argument that he saved them uh, when they would have been hunted down otherwise. Which is true. True, right? That's true. I buy it. But, but, yeah. but he hunted them down. <laughs> yeah, but they live for like generations. <laughs> but but Andy, he saved them from being killed sooner. Exactly. <laughs> okay, can I ask you something? What was he actually doing with them? Because he was sucking quintessence out of them. But what was he doing with that? With the quintessence, he was using it to, uh, I don't know. They, they gave special quintessence. So that's the reason that um, Crowley and Keith found the special quintessence. But was that we was... don't know what they're using it for. He, I guess he was using it for it, uh, like to access the dimension. Like they had the whole thing oh. with the dimension and the comet. Like he was only able to get this get that far because of the Altan quintessence. I guess. That's creepy. Yeah, I mean he's using the uh, the life the life force of he's turning Altans into batteries. Yeah, basically. Well, he's kind of using Allura like that. That's why he's so excited because she oh, yeah. can do a lot with it. Also, speaking of. I'd like to point out, Allura's dad, when he made, like, super comet ships, he turned them into lions. Lotor made actual battleships out of his, out of his comet. Another and point it, for Lotor. Yeah. He actually knows how to make ships that can fight. So you're saying that Lotor shouldn't have made, like, tiger ships? Like, that wouldn't have been a good use of, uh, of well, his yeah, time? Okay, from a, watch, from a viewer's perspective, yes, he totally should have made some dumb animal. But for, from, like, an actual, like, pragmatic, like, standpoint yes he made the better ships i i guess we'll see in this coming battle whether the lotor's common ships versus which apparently have a name but this the episode hasn't said it yet so i'll hold off um versus the the lions and who is more powerful because usually we believe that the lions are are the most powerful however at the end of this episode they're like we can't beat them just as the lions we have to form voltron yeah so but i don't know at the same time voltron stole the ships so doesn't that mean they're more powerful even though they're just combining what it, but but uh, that leads us to Dark Voltron theory because it's, uh, it's the only way to defeat Voltron is to combine Lotor ships, but there's only two of them. So. Well, no, but I think the one that uh, his lieutenant's in has three seats, and the one lo- the one that Lotor was flying before had two seats, one for Alora, remember? So it's five mm-hmm. seats, so we can still have Dark Voltron. Voltron's not based on the number of seats you have in your craft. <laughs> It's how many Power Rangers, how many parts you how many vehicles he had a few at one point didn't he i don't remember like all uh, the generals had one I well thought. no no they were all flying in the one they had they oh were, yes yeah there's also but like there special ships two. versus other ships and some other ships aren't the special i think pretty sure yeah. there's only two comet ships that we know of right now yeah maybe lotor another point for him he's better with his resources he could like use only two ships to match the might of five yeah, okay, I don't know why we're comparing uh, Lotor versus yeah. uh, Lotor's dad, but... Just... Lotor's a clear winner in that that uh, competition. So are you still on Team Lotor, Haley, after, after uh, this? Yes, well, I'm on Team Hagar, so I think okay. I have to be on Team Lotor. Like, I knew he was going to turn evil, um, so it didn't really come as a shock. I wasn't expecting it, like, my suspicions to be uh, confirmed so quickly, but 
I'm down for it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm all for like Hagar and Lotor and all of them. I love them. Um, so yeah, I'm I'll root for the villains in this fight. They're they're more interesting to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're way more interesting. Yeah. They actually uh, have things going on. Yeah, speaking of this, Hagar uh say uses Shiro to save Lotor. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that they are on opposing sides of the Garon conflict right now, like Hagar so is con- Hagar is controlling um, Sendak, uh, so and Sendak is the main opposing force to Lotor in control of the Garon Empire. Why does Hagar even want to save Lotor? I don't think she wants to save him. Does she she wants- want to use him. Yeah. For for what purpose? Is she going to turn him into like another Zarkon, like another like just? <laughs> Yeah, I, need, I always need a figurehead uh, male relative yeah. in order to, to run that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she needs, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't ever get the impression that Hagar cared that much about uh, Gar and politics. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's a means to an end for something. So I don't I don't think that it matters that they're on the opposing sides of the Gar and War. She just needed to break off to continue whatever her project was. Um, so maybe she needs Lotor for that now, or maybe she still sees Lotor as an ally. I mean, it is, it is her her son and she does know that now um mm-hmm. and yeah. she seems sad when she realized that as well like i think she still cares for him in her own haggery way so maybe she was going to save him because she saw that um like through shiro's view she saw that they were uh meeting up and maybe going to make a move against him so she yeah. came in to save him yeah, I mean, it, I think it could just be saving him from being killed or imprisoned by the paladins. Yeah. Um, but also it is kind of coincidentally at the same time that uh, she sent the generals to hijack his ships, uh, which maybe isn't coincidentally because uh, she was watching the whole time through through Shiro. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so she I guess she, she maybe knew this was uh, Shiro was in danger or this was the prime time to strike because they just got back from the quintessence field. Like, was she using Lotor and, like, just waiting for him to accomplish, like, the Quintessence stuff? Uh, Quintessence Probably. Field stuff? Yeah. But, I mean, can't she do it now, too, though? Because she went to the place that Allura went to. Right. And that's okay. the other thing, is that at the end of episode one, she goes to uh, to uh, Orianne and uh, turns back into Onerva. And then no mention of that in this episode. Yeah. So what happened? Maybe thought- now she's cloaking again, you know, I- in case they see her. I guess. But, I mean, like, if she went there... If, I don't understand how her plan could need Allura, because that's what it feels like it needed, because she finished the ship and then she, Hagar had the people show up. But can't Hagar do that now, because she went to Ori- Oliand? Or Oriand? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, th- yeah, the, I think, the, I think I she... the White Lion place, because that's what it is. Yeah, I, th- I, yeah, I do think she can do what, uh, what Allura can do in theory, um, but it's kind of not clear. Um, anyway, back to Lotor. So, Lotor's a mess murder. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, he literally had a concentration camp. That's just what he had. Yeah. <laughs> was was this uh, too too quick slash big of a turn for our image of Lotor? Because, um, like, everyone on the show is trusting him. And then in the span of one episode, he goes to being uh, murdering all these Altaians. I don't... Go ahead. Uh, I feel like... It was a curious choice to have this whole big thing be a, just a flashback in the middle of all of this episode. It, maybe it should have been a part of its own episode, and then the fallout happens in the next episode. It just sort of gives more time for it to percolate. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's like Lotor being evil is a huge news, and it's not even the climax of the episode. Right. It's like the Shiro, and then uh, the Hagar in general stuff is happening. It's like this is this was this was very this was in the span of. 15 minutes that we got uh, this, this flashback with Lotor. What was your reaction, Andy, to it? I I think it's a little fast. 
but I'm holding out judgment till we see what he was trying to do. Because we don't know that yet. We just know that he was... It obviously is bad. I don't think it's good. I don't think he's a good guy. But I do want to know what his plan was before I decide whether. Yeah, I'm but like- does it? So I think the, the even if his plan is to really genuinely to bring world peace through accessing the quintessence field, um, he's, he's still bad, right? No, he's definitely still bad. I'm just I'm just not sure whether I like this reveal. Or I, I just want to see how we dole this out. I want to see if we go immediately to explaining this, or we just leave it. If, if they don't say say anything about this ever again, I'm going to be kind of upset about this. But if we actually get into it a bit, I'll like this a lot. I guess I guess it's not clear what Lotor's ultimate motivations yeah. are still because he does he does give that explanation to Allura. Um however, in the moment his motivations are going to be to try to have Allura not turn against him, so he could be lying. Like, like what I would like is if we actually if if the end game here is to try to save the Altaeans and then we have to we have to talk about what's going on there. Like that would be kind of what I'm looking for to end this season. Yeah, um, I guess I guess he kind of he's, he wants the future for millions. He says, I don't know. It's it's he he wants the future for alternate dimension altans. Maybe, I, maybe I don't, I, I don't really mind whatever it is. I just want them to actually get into it in, in some way. This is not enough for me. Is what I'm yeah, saying. yeah. I think I think if it's the status of the show is now Lotor bad. Um, yeah. like no, we need to delve into what yeah. what's been going on more because this has been such a constant throughout the past uh, several episodes, like and seasons. You know, <laughs> best in this. And this is kind of counter. This is running counter what we've seen in earlier seasons to what he does because he's he. We've always been seeing him as someone who protects his like his subjects. He seems to really want to make sure people are happy in his empire. So this really goes count against that a lot. Yeah, one of one of our introductions to Lotor is that he uh, he lets his uh, the 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 planets that he's ruling as a Garin be autonomous. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I guess he kind of does that here because the the the, the planet within the uh, uh, within um, the quantum abyss that he brings the Altaeans to, like uh, they he like sets them free, but then he also poaches a ton of them. And... Yeah, he also runs a Hunger Games type thing. Like you're picked, you're picked, you're all coming in. Like, yeah, how does he judge who the uh, the coolest ones are in that... order to to take their <laughs> Magic energy? Quintessence sensors, Dylan. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I think this speaks badly to the way he was presenting himself earlier and that maybe he was in, on the surface letting these planets be autonomous, but had uh, deeper uh, subversive uh, actions uh, to them. Like uh, maybe he's not outright ruling over them, but he's still like uh, being being really harmful to the to the citizens of these planets. It, it could go uh, along with that. And it's just like, oh, how Lotor has been presenting himself has just been a lie all along. Or maybe this really was just his one bad action because he is so obsessed with accessing the quintessence field. Like maybe this was the one thing and he really has been a good person other than this. I mean, now he's not a good person because this is so horrible. Um, but like, I, I think the question is like, uh, was, were we being lied to about Lotor other than this? Or like, is he just, is it just like Lotor is bad all around? Or is it just like, this is, uh, this is the one thing? And like, what are his ultimate motivations? And like, will we see him as, uh, salvageable at all? Will Allura, like, be able to, uh, be able to ever speak to him again? Um, like, he's, he's still also still in charge of the Garan Empire. That's kind of a problem. Um, yeah. The, the, the Paladins have been in an alliance with them. Like, how's that gonna play into this? Presumably, uh, we will not have the Voltron alliance with Lotor run Galra at, at yeah. the end of the season. Something's going to happen there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. This is changes, changes yeah. a lot. And they really leave us on a cliffhanger here. I have no idea where we're going to go with this. Um, yeah. Like, 
there's a whole like you know is there reconciliation possible like can he turn good whatever I, I don't think that Allura will ever let that happen I mean she's she's been so protective about her people like oh my people are dead and whatever and, like the fact that he has them and has lied about it and has been killing them is just like I think that's just too much yeah, I don't think Alara's ever gonna forgive him. I agree because that's just like what her all character is surrounded on is um, being an Altaian, and this is just like unforgivable. And I think that um, th- one of the things about how they they focus this Lotor portrayal is they center it around um, Alara and her feelings for Lotor. Like they they um, it, it's seen that it's seen through Alara's eyes and that like they kiss, and then she learns this truth. Like we see it build up with with the romance there. And maybe that grounds uh, this, uh, like this huge high level twist with Lotor, this um, turning of of him into bad. Like um, it's it's centered around uh, a character we know and a big emotional attachment um, through her. So uh, I think the fallout of that is is equally as important as uh, Lotor bad now. Um, and yeah, her her taking him down and uh, that her his explanation to her, I thought that was all really great. If he does turn good, I think his only redemption is to like sacrifice himself and die. Like, yeah, I, I just don't see him making the sacrifice play. Lotor doesn't seem he seems like he believes that he's the one who can make everything better. So him dying is just not a thing that's allowed. Unless like, like he wants to protect Allura. Like if he actually has feelings for him, I don't know. Right. That is a, that is a good question. Um, does Lotor actually uh, like Allura? I don't think we've seen anything contrary to that in the show. No, but it's also clouded over with like his love for quintessence, and she kind of represents that to him in a way. So maybe that is a like a for a form of him loving her. I don't know, but I don't know. I, I like all this though because I think it really supports um, Lotor being a very gray character in terms of what his motivations are because he he has done good things. Like he saved the Altaians, and they were fine for a while um, until he started killing them off, but but then he rationalizes it. And I think that he, I think that Lotor thinks what he is doing is good and justified, which is really interesting rather than just being like, I think he, he rationalizes it by thinking like, he's probably sad that he is hurting the Altaians, but like you said, it's for a greater good. Um, And I think he actually legitimately believes that, which makes him such an interesting character. Yeah, at least, at least that's the way he's presenting himself to the, to the Paladins. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the question is like, was, uh, Lotor furthering this potential romance with Allura in, because she has, she could, she's the only one that can access the quintessence field. Like she's the only one that succeeded mm-hmm. on Oriand. Or, or do they it, like each other legitimately? Yeah. It's tricky. Um, I think it's up in the air. I think like the show hasn't contradicted that, um, he genuinely likes her though. No, they get along well, like chatting on everything. So. Yeah, so we'll That's see about there. that. And in terms of the Lotor sacrifice thing, I think the true the true um, marker of whether he is uh, he he does ultimately have like um, good intentions is whether he would be willing to sacrifice himself in order to achieve the uh, accessing the quintessence field. Um, like, mm-hmm. is it that he's fine with everyone else getting that and prosper uh, prospering, or is it that um, he's he has to be the shepherd of that? Um, like, is it ultimately a selfish ambition or not? Um, so I, I guess I could see the show getting into that, although I doubt Lotor is going to die at the end of the season because he's just such a good character and we have a whole 26 more episodes. So I think that'd be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. And last thing about the colony, Romel um, is our is our Altean. We didn't talk too much about her. One of my new favorite characters. <laughs> She's cool. Yeah. Very cool. What do, you, what do you like about her, Haley? 
I, I just another female character, honestly, that was yeah. a big plus for me. Um, and then she's all tan, which is cool. And um, I like that she wasn't just like a puppet in this whole game um, with Lotor and everything else. Also, she's part of Keith's gang now. So that that like boosts her up a ton. Um, but yeah, I hope she sticks around because they really do need another female character and one that is actually doing something and has at least a little bit of agency. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just liked her. I think she's yeah. cool. It'd be cool to keep around. Also, though, um, I think the the backstory implies that there's more Altans alive on that planet. Oh, for oh, sure. definitely. Tons. We don't see them, but like the way Romel tells the story is that um, Keith and gang came in like during like her active telling of the story. So there's just mm-hmm. other Altans alive on the planet, ones that hadn't been taken to the quote unquote colony. Uh, they're they're still there. So um, if they can get back into the quintessence, into the uh, whatever the quantum, yeah, it's uh, it, it w- the quantum abyss. It would uh, they'd be able to get more Altans back. That's mm-hmm. that's a pretty big change in the the show status. I think what what I am worried about now that we're talking about this about Ramel is that I am concerned that um, uh, Keith and his mom just happened upon the one Altan in the colony that doesn't like Lotor. Like that seems kind of coincidental to me. And it might just be a coincidence. It might just be like that. But it seems a little coincidental to me. So maybe there's more to this story than we're getting so far. That's interesting. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. That if they if they found any other Altaians, that wouldn't have been. Uh, they the, wouldn't the, have discovered the, the truth. They like wouldn't that. have told that story to them. Yeah. No. It's also think, neat, I, too, because he, like, Lotor is basically a god to them. So it's going to be interesting if they do. And I think they will eventually um, get Voltron to wherever this place is. Um, trying to convince them that Lotor is evil because I don't think they're going to be game for that, um, at least for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, in, in, they need to show them pretty convincing evidence that. Uh, but I think if they showed them, the they like yeah. come come to the moon and see what's happening, then they'll Have be pretty a look. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and it looks like they did find that Keith and Crolia, but I do think it is kind of strange that that's the one person they found. It yeah. is. Uh, I think it's more of a plot convenience thing than a than a conspiracy. But we'll probably. See. It it is your now that you pointed out it is weird that that uh, it is, seems unlikely but uh, I think that's just a narrative convenience but I don't know I guess we'll see yeah, um, I think the quintessence is pushing them together <laughs> oh yeah so the, the force drew them to each other yeah, that's yep. possible um, yeah and uh, more Altans on the show so um, more friends for Alara than Corin that'll be good <laughs> okay let's talk monsters and mana um, Andy we don't have that long so what let's... no. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into it, <laughs> Andy. What are your top reasons why you loved the presentation of D anD D in this episode? Because it actually shows a game of D anD D, and it doesn't just show like some like because like um if you've seen the community episode of D anD D that they have, okay. that is not Dungeons and Dragons. That's just not Dungeons and Dragons. It's just people saying funny things. This is actually a Dungeons and Dragons campaign that they're playing, and they're just doing funny things together because they're friends, and that's why this is a good episode and why it's a great representation of Dungeons and Dragons. They're, they, you, you can see moments when they're playing where they made bad roles. You can see moments when they make good roles. Like, and, and they really emphasize that this is all in their head. This isn't a real thing that's happening. And I just love it so much. They even, they even call out that uh, Shiro made a backstory for himself and Koran had a, had a thing ready for that. And Shiro's like, well, I just made that up. And Koran's like, well, that's what I'm doing. And they really emphasize that this is all just people making fun for themselves this isn't a means to an end 
this is what they're trying to do. They're just trying to play a game. There's not some goal at the end for like team building or trying to help somebody like in the community episode. This is honestly the best representation of Dungeons and Dragons in, I think, any media besides the actual game itself. This is better than Stranger Things. This is better than Life is Strange. It's just really amazing. I love Life, it. So Life is Strange also had a D&D campaign and kind of in full. But, but um, it's much better. I, also, I really- Mysticons is D&D. That's another good yeah. one. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, like it's, it's noticeable, like how much this is a fall campaign and, uh, like there's a twist, like in the campaign story. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they, they, like, they, we see the beginning of the characters, their backstory, like we add the characters in. Um, it just, it seems very complete. Yeah. Even, they even do the thing where the party didn't get together almost, which happens anytime you play D&D, where, where, um, Pigeon Hunk left the inn without Shiro. And, like, that happens every time you play, no matter what. There's always some time where you can't get the party to get together. That's a good one, yeah. Like <laughs> they weren't interested. In it's like that's boring. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, you you brought up another great moment, which was the uh, when uh, Karan and Shiro were talking about like the uh, the the backstories, like how you just incorporated that. I just said it. Like, I, yeah, that 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 was wonderful. Like, yeah. uh, that's that seemed like such a love letter to to D and D playing. It, it's clear these people that made the road episode really enjoy playing D and D because they just referenced so many moments. It was. It's just incredible. I, I don't know how they did it. They even had spider. They even had a featherfall involved when they all fell down that thing. Like they, they referenced actual spells from the game. It was so good. Uh, what was what's your assessment of Karan as a lore master, as a fellow lore master? Oh, he's great. Karan Karan was the best because he actually gave them things that they enjoyed. It was clear that he was crafting things specifically because his players would enjoy it. He gave them all magic items that weren't like just all powerful things but things that he knew his players would enjoy and that's what you need to do like each player found something like yeah this is awesome but none of the other characters would have picked up that item and thought oh that's awesome it's great he he was doing stuff like that the entire time i really loved it and he was even doing little voices sometimes and it was really good i mean he's an actual voice actor the voice actor for for, for Karan, so he could actually do stuff like that really well Wait, you're saying but that it, the the voice actor voice in Karan is an actual voice actor is that yeah. what you're saying yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. i think he could actually make yeah. different and voices. also also his npcs i think like had mustaches on them yeah like no Karan that was too. that like, was a great little detail it had like a little mustache it was good yeah uh, him him introduced as the innkeeper is pretty great and yeah. then, uh, and then it's like a relevant thing to the plot like that's that's so wonderful yeah. oh i uh, also really loved that koran went over that you can play whoever you want none of the paladins really jumped out of their like comfort zone but i think that was a necessary thing for like animation we had to see who everyone was but i like that they had a moment where koran said you can play anybody you don't have to be yourself in this game and i really love emphasizing that in dungeons and dragons when i play dungeons and dragons not dming I usually play someone who does not look like me at all because that's what I enjoy doing. And I really like that they emphasize that. Yeah, nice. Um, also, at the same time, this is a JRPG, I think, uh, yes. episode as well. They have uh, life bars above yeah. the characters at several points. Um, they have this one thing, one part where um, Allura like, goes to shoot and like we see the menu pop up and... Yeah. And then that they there's one part where we go full like um eight bit or whatever with the smashing vases in the in the inn. Um and uh, then there's also like the credits at the end are also uh chip yeah. tune eight bit. Um, it was so good. Oh, and uh, the other time with health bar I really loved was Allura jumping off the branch and hitting the ground and taking damage. Like that's just totally yeah. something someone in the in a playing D D would do. Like, I want to do something cool and jump off this tree, like, well you're gonna take damage. Like I still wanna do it. I still wanna do it. Yeah. Is there fall damage in this game? Yes, there is. Um, <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. Okay. Let's go through all the characters and who they are. Um, Pidge is Mechlevar, an axe fighter dwarf. 
Um, I guess because she's short. <laughs> she's a dwarf yeah. here. Um, McLevar, pretty cool. Uh, we have uh, Hunk as Block the Sorcerer. Yep. Hunk's, Hunk naming himself Block. Um, interesting choice. Yeah. I also didn't like that Block also really loved food. I thought that was a little unnecessary, writers. We it's didn't like, oh, need we're that. back to the food thing with Hunk. We got past it one episode, but back yeah. to it now. Uh, we have Shiro as Takashi Shirogani, um, <laughs> who is a paladin, and he's uh, the running gag is that he's a paladin every time. And then he was Jiro. Like, and his little like white shock of hair is actually like a thing yeah it's actually it's actually his relevance to his character yeah. jewelry yeah uh he's, he's he, he uh reappears as his uh twin brother jiro at the end and everyone accepts that <laughs> what do you think of that move as a dm uh andy allowing oh i would have shut that down like after like <laughs> second one like yeah you're done you're done playing a paladin man you can't do that no well how about him just reappearing as his twin after he dies in oh, the same that's room definitely not okay <laughs> you can't like, do you that introduce a character and say you have a twin and you talk to me like this is actually my twin i might not plays it later but like there i do have a twin that exists in the world it's clear that shiro just made up the twin on the spot like that's not okay i guess he, he just he wanted to get back in the action yeah, yeah he um, did. I, I think the shiro paladin gag at least at first was really funny yeah um like definitely like the funniest part of the episode i think we ran it into the ground um but i, for- but I think it was good because we're it, it, it had it um it made sense with the stuff that was going on outside of their game yeah has shiro clone stuff yeah i mean also if we're tying it to the shiro being i also think it just makes sense with shiro's character he's just very uh he's the noble one like oh this is a parody of the shiro archetype like he's he's always just wants to be a paladin he knows no other way um and also like obviously commentary on them being paladins themselves um yeah it's as i thought i found that very funny in in relation to shiro um and he's like eaten by mice at one point so he brought in the mice um, it's like, yep, that happened in the game too. And he had the most detailed backstory, which I think was funny because he was kind of like not that in it in terms of only being a paladin. He was like rigid, but he had a strong backstory and was like sticking to it the whole time. Yeah, I really funny. love that too. They, like the writers for the show really in, like really made the characters enjoy the characters they made. I really liked how Lance got into his backstory too. Like everybody yes. had a backstory that they enjoyed, and it was because when you write a backstory for your character, like. You get into it. You're really into your backstory when you write it, and you really want people to enjoy it. And but nobody else in the party really cares that much, and they really showed that. Like yeah. your backstory is yours, and nobody else's. Yeah, but Shiro's tortured past. Tortured, and they animated it a little differently, like a comic yeah. book. I really liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they, that was a great sequence. Um, we have Alura as Valyun, the mystical archer. Um, makes sense. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Lance as Pike the Thief. I loved his design. It was so good. And how he just like kept teleporting all over the place. That was so good. Yeah, it's like, uh, Lance, you're uh, the thief, huh? Yeah. Yeah, of Um, course. Fits. Uh, Yeah, any other moments, Andy? Uh, The one joke that did pop out to me that wasn't specifically a D&D joke was when Lance teleported away and left a log behind where he was. I was going to point that out. I love that so much. That was pretty funny. That was that was a really funny funny uh call out to a Naruto. Yeah, a lot a lot of uh, different things we're trying to, to put into this yeah. episode. <laughs> it's kind of jam packed, but yeah, I think this is uh, I think I would say maybe the most successful comedic based episode the show has done. Oh, it definitely was. No, and I love Voltron show, and this was much better. <laughs> okay, well, that's no comparison. Um, no disrespect to Kaltenecker, but I think that the humor here landed a lot better. 
then. Yeah. <laughs> Previous of all trends. How is Kaltenecker not in this episode? This was the perfect episode for Kaltenecker. Yeah, why didn't Kaltenecker just... How did you get out of the... the, the and then Cora should have just included Kaltenecker in the campaign. That's something, <laughs> yeah. as a DM, you should do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, uh, maybe they thought that was too, uh, there's too much. <laughs> that would have been yeah, a lot. Maybe it's too much. I'm fine with that, including Galtinger, but, you know, people, people may disagree with that. Um, so yeah, I think these are two, two really solid episodes, um, you know, for, di- for different reasons. But, uh, yeah, so far this quote unquote season been very good and, uh, been very much looking forward to the last three episodes. Any, anything else you wanted to talk about from either the episodes or final thoughts? Uh, let's start with Jeff. Um, no, um, I think we've covered everything. Solid pair of episodes. Preferred the second one. Can't wait to see what happens next. And now that I won't be any more pod- podcasts, I can just binge it. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> all. That's the good part. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, we're we're gonna well, we're excited to see them too. But we've been pacing ourselves with the podcast. Uh, Haley, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I liked both these. I'm liking this season a lot. I think it's really good. And there's a few been a few moments that feel either a little bit too fast or too slow. But overall, I'm quite happy with the pacing and like the characters that we're seeing. Um, yeah, and then even with an episode like Monsters and Mana that is not really have any plot relevance, still, it didn't feel like a drag having to watch it It was actually really entertaining. Um, And then to be followed up by the colony, which was, I think the end of that was really really good um and exciting uh and then the flashbacks and everything were great as well so yeah no i'm excited for the coming episodes yeah i, I agree with that a lot monsters and man sometimes voltron as much as we like it can be a little bit boring to watch mm-hmm. um monsters and man was absolutely not boring so that was no it was, was great was yeah um andy final thoughts uh i really loved episode three four kept my attention i'm i'm really excited to see what happens next but it, it it's hard for me to talk about four because three was just everything I could have asked for. It was <laughs> perfect. I like woke up and I'm like, I watched this episode last night. I woke up and immediately watched it again because I just needed to see it again. It's just so good. Uh, one moment that we didn't mention yet was that um the moment when uh Lance talked about the twenty sided dice and he had no idea how. He was yeah. like, it has oh, to that be was enormous. So <laughs> it has to be enormous. The pitch is like, it's a normal sized dice. It just has twenty sides. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I, was a really good moment. I liked that a lot. Yeah, we get D twenty jokes in, yeah. in Voltron now. I buy Lance not 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 understanding the yeah. twenty sided dice. Yep, I think it makes sense. Um, yep, uh, great episodes here. Um, very much looking forward to getting into a five and six next next podcast. If you're listening uh, as this comes out, it'll be up later today. Um, find everything at overlyanimated.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe to not miss our future of Voltron stuff. You can join us in the discussion on our Discord, overlyanimated.com/slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon, patreon.com/slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Alex, aka Esteban Universidad. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John. Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, here's more of I'm a Leg by The Shakeups. Check out their new album, Legendary Defenders, and uh, find them at theshakeups.net uh, for more. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.